practical skills and the scientific research uh, for me were the most important things learned during this Perio Campus experience. And going back to practice after Perio Campus, how did your practice change or your clinical work change? Hello and thank you so much for downloading Smile Revolution, a podcast dedicated to oral health promotion, supporting career development for dental hygienists and dental therapists within the dental profession. I'm Victoria Wilson, a dental therapist, and I am so excited to bring to you poignant dental professionals who have made an impact on my career, who dedicate their lives to enhancing smiles in different parts of the world. We admire colleagues at the forefront of our profession and frequently question, how did they get there? Thanks to the transparency of my exceptional guests, we endeavour to answer your questions through delving deep to learn more about the choices they have made and the impact this has had professionally and personally. Through listening to the podcast, I hope you learn, gain inspiration and ideas of furthering your career path, supporting oral health promotion to achieve oral health for all. I am delighted to share our first sponsor, Smile Revolution, a one-off creative agency dedicated to supporting leading dental professionals at the forefront of oral health promotion. Smile Revolution's mission is to help put a stop to oral health inequalities around the world. Smile Revolution promotes the collaboration of leading dental professionals globally with award-winning creatives and the media to optimise on the communication of oral health to the public. Book your free consultation today to find out more by emailing info at smile-revolution.net. And welcome to part one of the Small Revolution intro recording with Sophia Drivas, who is a dental hygienist from Padua in Italy. I have invited her onto the show for the reason this lady has been qualified a mere three years and seems to be making such concrete strides in her career already from publishing to lecturing alongside some of the most prominent figures in Perio, Filippo Graziani and Cristiano Tomasi, on the new classification of periodontitis. As you will hear, her passion and commitment to achieving excellence in her career shines through so early on. On today's show, we cover how a key course, Perio Campus International, has impacted her career. And I have to say, I have also had the fortune of attending this course. And I thought it would be of great value to share with you, the listeners, how it has impacted Sophia's career. This podcast is for hygienists all around the world who are interested in building their confidence in treating periodontal disease based on the evidence. We had so much to talk about in this recording. It has been split into two podcasts. In the first podcast, we speak extensively about Perio Campus and how returning to clinic, she implemented what she learned from Perio Campus. 
And we look at the benefits this has brought to her clinically, as well as the challenges to returning to clinic, wanting to implement an evidence-based approach has brought her. She talks about how she overcame these challenges of change and how successful they have been. In the second podcast, Sophia discusses her passion within dentistry and how she has amalgamated her personal passion into her professional passion. And she also shares the greatest things she has learned over the last three years since qualifying and how she has overcome some obstacles. I have been inspired through learning from this lady and our conversations and I am sure she will be of an inspiration to you, the listeners. We have never actually met in person, yet I really hope to meet her soon. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome Sophia Drivas to the podcast. How are you today, Sophia? Fine, thank you. It's a raining day, but uh, it's a special Sunday. So (laughs) thank you for having me here. My absolute pleasure. So I am in Tunbridge Wells, where I live, and Sophia is in Padua in Italy. Um, I'm sure the weather is a bit warmer than maybe it is in Tunbridge Wells today. The sun is shining here, but still it's a bit cold. (laughs) Course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping the weather's going to improve here before long, but that is the typical subject in the UK that we do seem to speak about the weather quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> We're not as blessed with so much gorgeous weather like you are or like you have in Italy. I think I'd much rather actually be with you in Italy um, recording this podcast now than me here in Tunbridge Wells. <laughs> yeah. So, Sophia, I really wanted to have you on the show today because your name has been popping up quite a bit within the field of dental hygiene over the past years. And I know you're quite newly qualified, but you really seem to have accomplished quite a bit since you first qualified. And that's really inspirational, I think, for colleagues soon to qualify and leave dental school or for people in the early stages of their career. So let's get started. Um, First of all, I'd like to ask you, Sophia, what do you feel has been the most memorable achievement that you have achieved up till today in your career? I think that one of the most memorable moments of my career uh, was last year when I was a speaker at ID National Congress, and it's uh, our uh, uh, association for dental hygienists. And uh, I spoke together with uh, Filippo Graziani and Cristiano Tomasi, who are uh, two important researchers in the field of periomedicine and implant dentistry. And I was very excited uh, about this event. In fact, uh, I didn't sleep the night before <laughs> the event, the speech. But uh, then everything uh, went so well and I was so proud of myself to speak in front of 400 dental hygienists from all over the Italy. And uh, it was really amazing and I really enjoyed uh, 
the emotions that I feel uh, that day and uh, it makes me feel so happy. <laughs> I have to say, what an honour to speak yeah. with Filippo Graziani and Cristiano Tomasi. Um, yeah, being on. such prominent figures within the field of perio and implantology. Um, for those of you who don't know, but I'm sure a lot of you listeners do know, Filippo Graziani is the <laughs> president-elect for the European Federation of Periodontology, so the EFP. So before long will be the president. So that is a real honour. How did that yeah. come about? about. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I met them during uh, our perio courses. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm really fond of periodontology and I attended uh, two of their courses held in Pisa and um, I met them and uh, they were so inspiring for me and uh, we began to collaborate together. Uh, so it all began from this course attended last year and uh, Yes, um, I studied a lot the new classification of perio diseases and uh, I went to Amsterdam to Europerio 9 and uh, we, gathered we gathered together <laughs> there and um, we managed to, to do this uh, speech uh, during the National Congress. So, yes. So, so if I'm correct in saying the course that you attended with them was Perio Campus, is that right? Yes, yes, Perio Campus. And how did you hear about Perio Campus? I heard about, about Perio Campus um, via internet on their website. Uh, however, I, I know them because they are really very famous and I wanted to attend a high level course about uh, to periodontology. I work every day with uh, uh, periodontics and prosthodontics. So I want to improve my practical skills and my knowledge about perio. Uh, so um, yes, I, I began this uh, perio campus uh, uh, experience. I know Perio Campus is open to hygienists, dental therapists, um, dentists in general, and periodontists, all specialties in dentistry. Yes. For the course that you attended, who were your colleagues um, amongst you? Were they predominantly hygienists or a mix? Um, it was a mix of uh, dental hygienists and uh, dentists. Uh, that are um, studying um, periodontology. Uh, uh, we were all quite uh, young, but there are a few uh, that were older uh, than me. Uh, and it was good to networking and, yes, work together and in the practical parts to, to understand the... Uh, uh, new things about uh, periodontology. And I think what you've just highlighted there, you know, it's it's a high, it's an exciting time for us hygienists and therapists, dentists, the dental profession in general, because when I first qualified, predominantly, I wouldn't say only, but the majority of courses were 
aimed or courses I would attend would be specifically for hygienists, dental therapists. And I didn't have the opportunity then to attend as many courses combined working with dentists and other specialists, specialists. <laughs> my stumbling there and for me that this is just a great time to be in dental hygiene dental therapy for the profession in general because it's really demonstrating for you to be attending with other colleagues yes. things are changing times are changing and it looks like you know we're working and we certainly are from courses that are being put on that are open for everyone to attend that we are working more collaboratively um in our education and our development and this is great because the obstacles that potentially were more dominant in years you know that have passed seem to be reducing more and more and we are working more as a team hence courses are being put on like this and this is great I mean what value did you feel having other specialists with you on that course brought to you on the course um yeah the because uh, they have um another outlook toward profession so different outlooks uh gives you an open mind to your profession and uh, you can learn things from others because um, dentists and periodontics uh, uh, know something different but uh, as a dental hygienist you can uh, um, improve but also you can transmit uh, to them uh, other other skills like communication skills uh making contact with patients so it's a win-to-win relationship between uh yes dentistry and dental hygienists and i'm completely agree with you uh what the things that you have said <laughs> yeah i, I yeah. just think it's, it's exciting because like you've just highlighted more things are brought up in the conversation than if it was solely hygienists there on their own or therapists uh, there on their own and I'm sure the dentist would agree entirely, it would be a different learning experience if it was just the dentist or the specialist on their own. So I think this is great. And I've had the opportunity to attend many courses now where we are collaborative in our approach. There are multidisciplinaries within the room in dentistry discussing things together. So what did you really feel that you learned from being on Perro Campus? Campus. Mm, I learned some uh, new practical skills uh, about uh, probing and charts and how to manage uh, the the perio patients uh, through all the process of um, dental hygiene, how to motivate him and uh, how to schedule the appointments, uh, what time, the timing. Um, and all about uh, uh, new researchers in the field, uh, new research in the field of uh, uh, periomedicine. And uh, I, th- I think that periomedicine is my field of interest because um, it's very uh, interesting getting to know cardiovascular disease, diabetes in correlation with uh, periodontology and uh, try to transmit this to patients. Uh, So, yeah, practical skills and uh, scientific research. 
for me were the most important things learned during this periocampus experience. And going back to practice after periocampus, how did your practice change or your clinical work change? Change. Um, I, um, I changed something because um, uh, I, um, I tried to schedule the appointments in a different way. Um, I tried to spend more time speaking with them uh, and uh, I record everything. Uh, record period uh, charts, uh, period risk uh, assessment. And obviously your initial training and your CPD, your continuing professional development has obviously yeah. impacted how you've worked or how you have worked previously prior to Perio Campus. But yeah. I have had the fortune of attending Perio Campus too. And for me, it was the, the evidence and the, you know, the relevance of the studies and the the impact and the value of the studies that are discussed that really really impacted my outlook on what I do and how I do it so it's so evidence-based and you feel don't you that you can apply the evidence and really really justify why you're making specific decisions excuse me I've got a frog in my throat (coughs) excuse me (laughs) so going back to practice um wanting to change your schedule um making changes in general I know I have faced challenges with colleagues around me um within practice wanting to create change Did you face any resistance when you came back to your practice wanting to change the schedule or make any various changes? Um, Yes, of course, because uh, uh, the timing in my clinical practice uh, weren't so flexible uh, because uh, all the patients were scheduled at 45 minutes. We have a huge amount of patients uh, we I work with other two dental hygienists and other three or four dentists, so we are really very <laughs> um, we are not so flexible. So at the beginning uh, was not so so simple to adapt to a new way of working, but then um, I said to the to the periodontics to um, let me. Uh, let me improve and uh, try to uh, to manage one or two perio patients as I want to do. And um, he he found that uh, it was different, and uh, the patients were very happy. So we are trying to modify all the protocols in order to be uh, all evidence based and all uh, with the, t- the right timing for them, just to have one hour of uh, motivation and trying to speak with them, because instructions uh, are very different from motivation and from from motivating the patients. So, yes. <laughs> I fully understand, and this is my real area of passion myself, communication, behavioural oh. science. So, absolutely, it's very different, isn't it? the time that's yeah. required. So you literally started with one or two patients to demonstrate to your principal and the team 
that this could be certainly um, a more productive um, way forward and certainly a way forward to achieve better results for the patients, which are always our focus. Yeah. So could you just outline exactly what you did for these patients? How did you address it? Mm, okay, so um, the first thing that the patient uh, do uh, in our clinic is uh, the, um, the visit, the first visit with dentist. Can you explain to me how you implemented this change for these first two cases, perio cases, to convince your periodontists or convince your principals and convince the rest of the team that this would be an optimal treatment protocol moving forward for perio cases? Um, so uh, we organized uh, the first visit with the dentist, uh, where um, uh, the dentists uh, do the visit and do the full x-rays charts. Um, and then uh, I organize a meeting with the patient uh, where uh, I talk uh, with them about uh, with him about uh, perio disease. Um, uh, I look in, into him here his mouth. Just and to then, clarify, <clears throat> has the dentist yeah. already done the full mouth perio charting on their initial appointment, or not? <clears throat> um, uh, yes. He, yeah, yeah. So you already he, have a baseline of the x-rays and the full mouth pocket chart. Yeah. With plaque scores, bleeding scores. Uh, no, only the um, PD okay. um, uh, just, without plaque score. <clears throat> I'm with you. And so just pocket charting and then you have them for half an hour and then... Will you, obviously, your look in their mouth, will you chart the plaque and bleeding score at that time? Mm, yes, because I want the, the first uh, thing how the patient is uh, at the beginning of the treatment. Sure. Um, and, and then we decide what are the um, devices that uh, uh, he could use uh, every day, like interproximal toothbrushes and an electric toothbrush. And then we managed to organize the second uh, visit where I began to, to do the, the cleaning, the deep cleaning and scaling. Uh, and uh, I, um, for one patient, I decided to do uh, two treatment of uh, uh, one hour and a half to do uh, the, the upper and then the lower part. And with another one, uh, I decided to do four clinic, uh, four um, dental clinic, uh, four quadrant, uh, because every patient is different, and so I'm, I managed the, the two, two different interventions, and um, I bring all the time that uh, that uh, that is um, helpful for the patient. So. Um, Yes, I try to do this, and then after um, after two weeks, I recorded the plaque score and the bleeding score, and after three months in a half uh, an hour appointment. Yeah, it's yeah, it's always in a half an hour, and after three months, I um, I redo the period charts and period risks, 
and uh, and I organized the recall programs and protocols uh, to three or four months uh, protocols. Accordingly. And do you, because obviously every patient's different, we know that they recall or they require varying different treatment. Do you have the flexibility within your book to say, I need half an hour for this? Have you scheduled it out that in the mornings you'll do this or in the afternoon you'll have the 30-minute, for instance, plaque and bleeding score appointment to um, go through behavioural change? Um, How is is your book now organised that you have the flexibility to book the time required for those specific patients? Um, after my um, intervention in the patient, I have my uh, online agenda uh, in in the dental chair, and I rescheduled uh, for for two weeks after uh, um, a control of thirty minutes, and um, I'm trying to organize differently the agenda, and um, and I'm. Uh, it's not always simple, but I'm trying to find the time to do uh, these things uh, uh, that uh, are more scientific and uh, you can uh, uh, control your work, even how you are working and if you are improving, if the patient is improving. So um, I try to reschedule uh, the, the appointment um, in in the during the during the session the dental cleaning session so you so, actually make the booking yourself yeah and, yes. and like we know um some patients require more behavioral change appointments than others yeah <laughs> so you would have the flexibility to get them back and book them in for specifically behavioral change which is oral hygiene instruction implementing um, motivational interviewing all the varying behavioral change tactics and that we can use yes, um, yes it's not so simple because uh, sometimes patients want to do uh, things uh, practical things like the cleaning and that's it uh, so sometimes it's difficult to explain that this is a part of the treatment too the behavior change is the part of the treatment um i'm trying to improve this part i don't think that i'm i'm right right now um happy in this i want to improve this uh, and make uh, make patients uh uh, see that uh, there is a difference and uh, we have to talk with them. So I'm trying to manage this this part and I want to improve. <laughs> yeah, I think you've I just brought agree. up exactly an important point that is the, one of the biggest challenges that we really yeah. face is what the public expect. Of course, their time is valuable and their time is limited. And if they don't actually yeah. see anything going on in the appointment, of course, behavioural change is one of the biggest parts of the success of our yeah. treatment. Ultimately, if it's not, oral hygiene hasn't changed, we're not going to get the results or the desired results for the patient. Yeah. But how we yeah. as a profession can communicate the value of behavioural change being such an integral part of perio treatment. 
Maybe that's some work for us to do as a hygiene profession, really promoting behavioural change being one of the most important parts and integral parts of the perio treatment in general. Interesting point there we've covered. Like we probably we definitely need to be working towards something, don't we, to make the public more aware? Because of course, you know, that's the big challenge that patient or we face as a profession when patients come in and they just don't want to hear us speaking about oral hygiene. They want their teeth cleaned. So Yeah. (laughs) What can we do differently, Sophia, to change this? (laughs) I think that um, um, we have to be um, more present in the public services. Uh, I can talk about, for example, in Italy, um, public places for dental hygienists uh, are a few. Uh, So I think that we have to improve this part because when uh, we work in the private practice, we are treating half of the patient that uh, we we can treat and uh, we have to improve this part uh, i think the public services because in in italy mm, there are fewer dental hygienists uh, that work in the public in hospitals right. so this will improve uh, globally uh, the importance of oral hygiene and uh, yeah, for me, it's the most important part. And I would like in the future to be part of uh, the public services. I would like that our figure will be uh, in hospitals to our help. Role, uh, yes. Yeah, to help our role. Yeah, and I know you've done some work, especially on your article on diabetes and, you know, working towards, um, you know, the awareness on specifically for the topic of diabetes or systemic amongst generally medical practitioners and the value and the importance of that in regards to perio. So if you'd be interested to read Sophia's brilliant article, you can go onto her website if you don't mind. Just um, we'll, we'll maybe speak about that shortly, but I know your full article is there. Um, thank you so much, though, for <clears throat> just sharing with um, our listeners how you've started to implement an optimal p- protocol that is based on evidence back into practice after attending a course such as Perio Campus that mm-hmm. really focuses on the evidence and the importance of the evidence and utilising that. And for us feeling confident as clinicians that the decisions we're making for those patients is evidence-based, really evidence-based. And our our change in our decision, because it's very easy if we're, we're used to a specific schedule to stick with that schedule because change is challenging and implementing change within clinic is challenging. But thank you again for sharing your valuable insight in how you started to approach that change. And by listening to you, you are still facing obstacles in that change. But it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. And it's continuously us hearing and hence the podcast exists for supporting career development, reigniting passion within the profession and and finding ways forward and solutions for ultimately feeling very empowered as a clinician in what we're doing. 
But it's only from hearing people like yourselves on how you're implementing that change and what's worked and what's maybe not worked for others to learn and for others to also, I hope, get back to us on their insight into maybe any change that they've tried to implement in practice and what has worked and what hasn't worked. Right. Um, yeah. Sophia, thank you so much for coming on the show. You've been amazing. <laughs> I feel that this is probably going to be two episodes because there's been so much to talk about um so listeners yeah stay tuned for our next episode of Sophia because she has had so much to share with us um if anybody wants to get in touch with you how should they do so um they can uh, contact me uh, through my um website that it's www.sofiadrivas.it or through my um instagram uh, professional profile that is sd.dentalhygienists um so in this two way i will soon answer to to them through my contact list on the on my website. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, so insightful of what you've done in such a short time, i.e. three years, um, and where you've come today and um, sharing what you've learned. So thank you so much. We hope thank to you. speak to you again soon. Yeah, thank you so much to you. <laughs> If anyone is interested to learn more about Perio Campus, go to www.periocampus.com. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, I'm sure you will love our next guest. So click on subscribe to be the first to hear it. If you were inspired by the podcast today and you wish to launch an oral health promotional campaign or project, please let us know at Smile Revolution. As we are here for you leading dental professionals as your creative agency dedicated to making a success of every oral health promotional campaign and project. Book your free consultation today. Please email info at smile-revolution.net.